all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hello, everybody. I'm back. I'm sorry. I was running my mouth, man, and it got cut. I forgot I'm only doing this in 15 minutes. I'm set up for only 15 minutes. So the last show, I was running my mouth, and I wasn't even recording myself because my time ran out. <laughs> so let me continue. I'm going to play something back. And I'm not going to be wasting no time because I only got 15 minutes. So let's get through this. I'm going to play back what was missed because of time constraints. Let's go back to this. I hate to do it, but I want to catch up on things. Here we go. Already on Jesus. Out of nowhere, the guy says, you know, I'm not only a Christian, I'm an apostle. I'm on the level with the, the guys that Jesus actually taught. And uh, he... Uh okay, this is another guy. Let me stop it right there, okay? I'm, y'all probably said, why I'm doing this, I want you to catch every little error. Now, then remember, they already uh, came to the conclusion, all three or four of these, these so-called scholars, that Paul is a false teacher and what he's saying is, is a, he's a heretic or sect or I just like to say a cult teacher. That this guy, the first thing he said, this guy came out of nowhere. Remember, I rebuked that other year lady said and study saying this guy came. He, no, he did not come out of nowhere. First, he was Saul of Tarsus. He was one of the Pharisees of the Pharisees. He was called by Jesus by getting knocked off his horse and Jesus called him. He didn't come out of nowhere. He did not come out of nowhere. So I'm not going to get into all that. I don't have enough time. And many of you know that already. Paul was called by Jesus. Read Acts 9. You'll understand what all happened. You, you'll know that they are wrong with their teaching if you believe the Bible. <laughs> well, anyway, and then Paul starts saying this and starts saying that and everything. Oh, Paul starts saying, here's another reading into Paul's head. Paul started going around saying, I'm a Christian. I'm just Paul never went around saying he's a Christian. See, but if you don't know that you were, if you stuck on the word Christian a lot, you would say, wow, they kind of right. Paul, Paul never went, according to the King James, went around just, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm this. Remember, the, the word Christian was used as a derogatory, a bad name. The, the, the body of Christ didn't go around just saying we Christians. See, they went around. They knew they was part of the body of Christ. See, now they're claiming that Paul just made up his own apostleship and different things like that. See, it's just it's so much ignorance and misunderstanding of Paul because they refuse. See, that's when you stuck in the law and the Torah so much and you don't understand the difference between mystery and prophecy or Paul's hidden message. It's a shame that many people are still hidden from Paul's teachings of Jesus' message that is the foundation of salvation today. Most people ignore Jesus' message of foundation's message today because they don't listen to Paul. They don't even understand. They cannot get saved through Jesus' earthly ministry. They never could. It was always for the Jews. Anyway, let me finish. I'll get into that ending. Uh, however it happens he doesn't say in the epistles uh, the uh, stories in acts of the damascus road are transparently borrowed from the conversions of uh, 
Pentheus and Euripides the Bacchae and uh, okay now what he's saying another reading it too because when you read too many other people's books this is what you come up with so this is I guess a mistranslation it was Paul got this somebody had wrote it in Paul's Damascus experience if you don't understand what the Damascus experience is that's what happened in Acts 9 when Paul was first converted in other words he's saying Paul made it up and what really happened, it comes from this teachings from Pentheus and different things like that. So it's a mistranslation. In other words, they don't believe the Bible. Like a lot of them though, you know, that's why they don't like the King James. The King James is wrong. This is what it means. And they start reading the Maccabees and they start reading these other things. The lost books of this and Pentheus, Josephus and all these people. And then they start adding it to their theology and everything like that. And they call the Bible misprinted, wrote by man in the King James Bible, don't trust and stuff like that. And then you get this kind of junk. You see what I'm saying? Bowl of confusion. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I'm bowl of confusion, man. This is a big chunk. This is a big cereal bowl of gumbo bowl of confusion, man. If you don't know how to rightly divide, you will swallow this up. You will swallow this up, man. And this is bad. This is a bad breakdown of why Paul's teachings. It's a lot of readings and a lot of straw man tactics to prove their point. It's ain't, they ain't proving it by scripture. It's just their own theology or their own conclusion, how they feel about Paul, because they're stuck in a religious type of dogma teaching. That's what happened when you caught up and stuck in traditions. You don't see what the Bible is really saying. You are blind, just like a lot of Jews in Israel now. They are blind. They got You have a veil over your eyes. Okay, let me finish this bad stuff off. Uh, Heliodorus in 2 Maccabees chapter 3, well-known works of the time. 2 Maccabees over the Bible, oh good. He becomes a, uh, a Christian and decides that uh, the Torah is no longer binding that Jews uh, may keep it if they wish, but they're, they're grossly mistaken, even to the point of spiritual peril, if they think they must. Uh, he describes himself as being uh, born to the Jewish tradition, but he does not think we, we should follow the law as Christians. Uh, and he's being opposed there by Cephas. A lot of people say it's Peter. Uh, Here's another guy mixing it, getting loose with the Christian word. The Jews that was under the law, the disciples was never Christians. They was never called Christians. People read your Bible. If you read your Bible, the Jews and disciples that was under Jesus and under the law, even back to him, was never called Christians. That word Christian came out. I'm saying this again. Acts 11. How could they could be called Christians when Jesus was still alive in this earthly ministry? So in that's other words, you got some clowns say Jesus considered himself a Christian. You see how stupid that sound? The how could Jesus even consider himself Christian, let alone see Christian? What do Christian mean? That's keep things in context. The word Christian just means Christ-like. So was Jesus being Christ-like, even though he was Christ, the anointing one meaning? So Jesus being a Christian and his followers being a Christian. With, see, that the disciples or anyone before them were not Christians or even called Christians. That term came in the ministry of Paul. They was called in Antioch, I believe, 11 First time calling Christians is only used a few times with King Agrippa and a few others in the Bible, period. But you would think it's all in the Bible when half some people teach that loose 
word Christian. See, that's the, they modernize the, the ancient scriptures. They modernize it. You know, oh, this is pretty bad as well. Let's continue. Um, who was an actual disciple of Christ. Now, in any argument between Peter and Paul, guess who would have the advantage, right? It wouldn't be Paul. It would be Peter. Peter could say to Paul all the time, listen, uh, Paul, I was with Jesus. I was a friend of Jesus, and you are an interloper. You, you never even met the guy, right? Uh, so who are you to tell me what Jesus... You see that now you go to Acts 2 and 11, I mean Galatians 2 and 11 where Paul rebuked Peter. See, I will have to, you, Paul rebuked Peter. Now, what, what was happening in Acts 2 was also uh, just a picture of what was going on. I mean, uh, Galatians 2 and 11 was a picture that was going on in Acts 15. And what was going on in Acts 15, that meeting they had is just like it was more explained in Galatians 2. Paul's teaching when Paul rebuked Peter for being a hypocrite when he was around the Gentiles and he seen some of James followers and he got away from them and everything and Paul rebuked him. Why? First of all, you got to go back. Paul, Peter knew already that it was a transition taking place, not only from Acts 10, from Cornelius. He got it explained to him by who? By Paul. See? what was going on that's the only reason Paul rebuked Peter because Peter already knew that the law was fading away Peter knew that and he was still being a hypocrite did the Bible mention Peter saying anything back like this guy say Peter can always say I walk with Jesus why not Peter why come Peter didn't say anything like this guy stupidly said Peter could say or should have said because Peter knew what Paul was doing was from Jesus. Peter knew that. That's why Peter couldn't come back and say, I walk with Jesus. I seen Jesus. See, he modernized it. Yeah, I, see, I've been with Jesus. I walk with him. You never seen him. We never met him and everything like that. So how could you say that? How could you? You see, you, you, you see this explanation. It's a lot of reading into and it's no proof. They don't have no credibility. It's bad. These intelligent men is not really intelligent when it comes to the scripture. And they're more educated than me. I only have a ninth grade education and see that. You see what I'm saying? Wow, man. What Jesus thought. I was there. And you weren't. Uh, so it's in, actually interesting that this non-disciple of Jesus ended up being so dominant in early Christianity because, you know, he never met Jesus by his own account. Uh, everything he got, uh, he got from Revelation. How are we to verify that Jesus actually... <laughs> He couldn't even get that out because he know he sounds stupid. Now, see, I'm the, what what Paul is talking about? He he never met Jesus. Uh, uh, the things he got, he he got uh, uh, through revelation. Okay, he got through revelation. What does revelation mean? It just means you've been revealed something. Okay, let's go back. I'm gonna continue this because I'm finna rebuke a lot. Of these. Okay, Peter now. Walk with Jesus in his earthly ministry. Okay. Yes. I'm going to play the advocate. Peter Dem walked with Jesus earthly ministry. Paul did not walk with Jesus earthly ministry. I'm not I'm going back there thinking and stuff like that. So since Paul never met Jesus physically face to face. He could not be the uh, 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 true of what he is saying that Jesus is telling him what telling him that because he never met Jesus physically. He never walked 
with Jesus. You see? So there's no way he can be telling the truth. Okay, let's go back. Why do they think that way? And I know I keep repetitively saying the same thing. They're talking about Jesus' earthly ministry when he was teaching the law and the future millennium reigning kingdom. That's what Peter and them got from Jesus. You see, what they don't understand is Paul met Jesus, but he met him spiritually. He met him in an almost better way. He met the supernatural finished work of Christ. Peter and them didn't. See, Peter and them, let me give you an example. When Peter and them was on that mountain of transfiguration, when it was Jesus, Elijah, and Moses, he's seen a real glorified Jesus in his glory and stuff like that. See, it terrified him. It terrified Peter. They start talking crazy off the wall. It terrified Peter. They not they it's like a ghost to them because it's the first time besides his resurrection. But he hasn't been resurrected. You know, he hasn't went to this glorified body yet. But he you know, after his resurrection, when he came back, he ate with them and different things like that. See? So that's what they're putting that weight on because Peter don't follow Jesus and everything like that. But Paul met the resurrected Christ. And Paul, by him being in his human body, couldn't look the resurrected Christ in the eyes. No man could look at God in eye to eye. So Paul had a more revealing of who the Lord and Savior, Messianic King, really is. So Paul can say that. If you want to get personal, Peter can say, well, we walk with Jesus on earth. And Paul can say, well, I walk to the, the real resurrected anointed one that y'all waiting for. I met him and y'all haven't. And so if you want to go that route, you know, my point is they sound like children because of their misunderstanding the scriptures and stuff like that. So they're going to base that Paul, Jesus. Paul never met Jesus and walked with him. So he don't have no credibility to say Jesus revealed to them. How many of them seen God face to face in the Bible? Moses didn't see God face to face. He never did. He had God had him in a cliff of a rock one time and only told Moses, if you look at me, you will die. So he only liked somewhat seeing the train of Moses, even the train and the glory of God was too much for Moses. That's how Moses was glowing like a ghost when he came off that mountain. He had no idea how God looked. See? When Jesus revealed himself to Paul, Paul didn't see how uh, Jesus looked, but he seen more of the, the finished work resurrected Christ that it blinded him. I'm going to get more into that on the next episode of Real Talk. God bless you all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.